Right, hello, welcome back to the IVFC Hub podcast. I'm just getting um, ready a bit, um, just doing something on my iPad so we can start the podcast. But yeah, today we are going to be reviewing Aston Villa this month. I don't know what I'm going to call this series, but basically after every football month, I will be doing a podcast based on Villa's performances this month. Um... So yeah, I'll probably call it something boring like Villa this month or something like that. Um, it's just going to be where I review what I think about Villa and how they've been playing this month. Um, gives it away on the title really. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into the video. After I'll say a few announcements, we are on the verge of 300 subscribers. I never expected to get 100, let alone 300. So the sooner we get that, the better. A lot of pressure's on me at the moment. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get it soon. Um, and when we get 300 subscribers, I will drop the video I did with All Blades TV. Um, if you don't know if you're unaware about that basically I did a football video with him no FIFA video with him sorry um and it's going to be like a little series on my channel it's going to be called versing vloggers where I verse vloggers on FIFA um that will be the first episode but I won't be releasing it till I hit 300 subscribers because it's all fun and games saying oh yeah 300 subscribers special but if I do a, a subscriber special for every single milestone I hit it's it's just gonna get boring like there's gonna be a few specials coming out every three months so yeah um I said by the end of this season I wanted 500 and we're only 204 off the currently so we're getting there it's just a matter of when are we gonna get there um and obviously if we don't hit it at least we can stay without a try. Um, I'm not bothered about subscribers, to be fair. I just do what I, I like, I enjoy, and that's it. Obviously, subscribers are just a bonus, and I like to have a strong army of fans on the channel. However, yeah, I'm not really that fussed, to be fair. However, today, we are going to be reviewing Aston Villa's month, August, Tottenham 3, Villa 1. We went into the game expecting nothing but a loss, let's be honest. Like they're the Champions League, for last year's Champions League finalists. And when we went 1-0 up, everyone across the whole country watching that game was absolutely shell-shocked, let's be honest. Like no one expected it. We just hit him on the break. John McGinn does a decent little turn to get it past Danny Rose as a shot. No one expected it to, no one expected it to get it past um, Hugo Lloris and... When it went in, everyone must have been shocked. Well, we genuinely had Tottenham on strings for 70 minutes. Like they weren't making any noise until they scored their first one. And then they started making noise. A crowd did um, through Ndombele, obviously. Great shot. Nothing really Tom Heaton could have done about it. Um, it I think it took a deflection of Tyrone Mings, but I don't know. Christian Eriksen changed the game when he came on as a sub, let's be honest, so he's unbelievable. Um, and yeah, Tottenham bagged another two goals and won the game. So, yeah, that's summed up that. Um, not really, well, Grealish was to blame for one of the goals. I think it was the second or the third one. Um, 
one of the guards were unfortunate when he pinged off Mings and Engels and then ended up in the path of Kane. Um, and yeah, we went into the. I personally went into the next game positive because we had, we had been beating the European champions, no, the European finalists, sorry, from last season. 1-0 for 70 minutes like that's an achievement to come away from the European finalists from the championship we, 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 that, was, that was obviously our first game in the Premier League we had come from the championship started our season against the European finalists from last season and beaten them uh, well, no, not beaten them. Had them worried for 70 minutes of the game, majority of the game, 70% of the game, approximately. That's a good achievement, so I was proud of that. We obviously went into the next game. Villa 1, Bournemouth 2. Tom Heaton comes out of his goal, concedes a penalty, and yeah... Um, that there wasn't really any need to do that. Ryan Fraser puts a through ball into Callum Wilson. Wasn't really going anywhere. Tom Heaton just comes out and trips him over. Penalty inside the first minute. Not good. I think it was Joshua King that converted the penalty. 1-0. Not very good. First 20 minutes we had conceded two goals. I can't remember who passed it, passed it to him, but someone passed it to Douglas Louise. Douglas Louise decided to do a step over sort of thing. Went through his legs and landed at the path of Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson curls it around Tom Heaton from about 30 yards, well not 30, about 20, 25 yards. 2-0 at half time. Um, yeah, it wasn't very good. Atmosphere around Villa Park wasn't the bet greatest, um, which is understandable. Um, we, we we obviously came off the back of a three-one loss away at uh, um, Tottenham, which is a good result for Villa, um, being as we were one 0 up for majority of the game. And then yeah, um, we we were kind of two 0 down against Bournemouth, which people coming into the game were saying oh yeah we need to beat Bournemouth like it's Bournemouth they're a small seaside town but Bournemouth are a good side in all fairness to them Eddie Howe's a great coach they've got a decent set of players and yeah I just don't get what, what this disrespect is towards Bournemouth because they've got a decent side decent manager not the biggest stadium but it doesn't matter as long as they've got a decent side decent manager they've stabilized themselves in the Premier League why does it matter about the stadium why does it matter about the town or the city they're in look at Villa Aston it's not the greatest place let's be honest but we're still one of the most we're still one of the hugest clubs in in England we are massive and we, we, we were kind of 2-0 down to Bournemouth Douglas Louise scored later on in the game to make up for his early hiccup, but it wasn't enough to salvage our first points of the season. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, I thought the next game we would draw. I'll be honest. I, I personally, well, my heart said we would draw because I, I was being realistic, but my head said we would probably lose. 
I'll just I'll just throw one a lot in my video. I said we, we draw nil nil with Everton at home, but I just don't want my my channel to be somewhere where on my match previews I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna lose three nil, four nil, five nil every week because it's not gonna happen. I was just being realistic to make my channel look more welcoming, but deep down I thought it would be a very hard game and I wasn't expecting to get anything out of it. A win was indeceivable. We never expected it. Wesley got off the mark with a goal early on. Um, we played quite well, I'll be honest. Um, very good defensively. <coughs> um, and yeah, I was happy with how we played in the first half. We played quite defensively to defend the lead, which is understandable. Marco Silva came out with all this absolute rubbish about how we played. It's hard to beat a team when they've got 10 men behind the ball. Yeah, absolute bullshit, mate. The fact is that you are a manager that if you lose, you've got excuses to keep you in the job for another week, basically. Um, yeah. And then they tried to attack to equalise late on. We hit them on the break. Got um, Amara Garzi got another goal. 2 0. Happy days. Full time. We went into the Crystal Palace game positive. However, well, we, we, yeah, we, I personally went into the Crystal Palace game very, very positive because we had beaten Crew midweek in the cup as well. 6 1. I know it's only Crew, but yeah. Crystal Palace won. Aston Villa nil, probably the most frustrating game out of all four I've mentioned. We went one nil down early on in the second half. Fair enough, like we didn't play very well. If we had a better referee on the day, there might have been a chance of salvaging something. Um, we didn't have the best referee. Jack Grealish made a little. Jack towards the end of the game, we were obviously fighting for the point. Jack Grealish makes a good run. Um, got get, gets a shove in the back from Zaha, released the ball to Lansbury, then clashed with Cahill, hits a deck. Lansby puts it in the back of the net, however, the referee disallows it because he dived. That sums up his performance. I've made a video on it, so yeah, if you want to go and check that out, feel free. But yeah, that summed up his performance, in all, in all honesty. Like, he was not consistent enough, in my opinion. Um, yeah, if you are going to book Villa players all day long for silly little tackles, do the same to Palace players, please, because George Friend, you're not my friend. Oh god, I had to, I had to, sorry. I had to, oh god, I know I'm going to get so much hate in the comments, I'll probably get about 10 people messaging me on Instagram later saying, oh my god, your joke was horrendous in the podcast, yeah, it was just a joke, oh, yeah, deal with it, but yeah, something happened with the stewarding as well, or, um, I've seen a few videos on um, Twitter, Instagram, um, I've seen a few pictures as well of Villa fans um, being absolutely ragdolled by stewards and policemen. I don't know why. 
and if it was a Villa fans causing trouble, I just want any neutrals here to know that it, we're not all like it. Um, fair enough if you're a Villa fan and you were involved in one of the fights or whatever happened and you were defending yourself, fair enough because I've had numerous occasions where at the football my dad has had to defend himself over stewards or just retarded fans. Um, so yeah, fair enough if you were defending yourself. However, if you if you are literally that drunk that you are causing trouble because of frustrating decisions, you're giving our club a bad name. And I know you're not going to take it in from a 13-year-old, but believe me, you're giving Aston Villa Football Club a bad name. And I personally think if we carry on having fights at football games, getting into trouble with police at football games, getting into trouble with stewards at football games, we will become the next Leeds or Millwall. And I, I don't know. I really don't know. It, it seems like we are the next Leeds or Millwall because every single football fan all over social media just seems to be obsessed with us. Genuinely. Well, focus on your own team. Um, but yeah, I've covered everything to be fair. Uh, but but before, we, before we go, going back to the stewarding thing, Bjorn Engels, probably don't watch my videos. You are a hero, fella. You literally tried to fight through the Metropolitan Police Force to see if your Villa fans, your Villa family, were okay. Please were ragdolling all the fans, hitting them with batons, and you genuinely came over and tried to break it up. Tried to tell the police, tried to tell the policemen to stop. Bjorn Engels, you are a hero, fella. You are a hero. But yeah, I've covered pretty much everything there is to cover. Um, yeah, I suppose it's time to go now. Thank you for watching. I'll see you guys in the next AVFC Hub podcast. Goodbye.